Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from Within The Ropes is Brian Tronic. How's it going, man? It's going great. I'm back. It feels great. <laughs> yeah, man. Same here. And actually, uh, uh, I'm being a little self-conscious right now because uh, I'm talking to you uh, with my new microphone or test microphone, I should say. I, I know the Clicksters can't see this right now. I know my goal in the coming months this summer is to start getting us in video mode. And we're, we've been testing some things out. Full disclosure, we've been recording on StreamYard as of late versus Zoom. And based on StreamYard's features, I, I like it. And I think we can maybe start doing some more video components. Just you know, getting all the tech stuff set up behind the scenes. But um, I've been thinking about upgrading my microphone at work or excuse me at home and luckily an engineer at work uh let me borrow a microphone and it's actually the same model the one that brian you have and so yeah i'm testing it out so i was like do i sound okay to you oh yeah perfect okay crystal clear perfect okay so uh yeah i'm I'm liking this so i think you know at some point maybe early birthday gift for myself i I will get this microphone but no but i'm digging it man so yeah i'm I'm, uh like i said i'm trying to look at my levels and everything and you know make sure i sound okay for you guys so by all means if you're listening to this uh if you haven't done so already please subscribe to in the click wherever you get your podcast at your audio at if you're watching to uh listening to us right now on youtube please hit that like button leave a comment man uh share the podcast all that good stuff and if you want follow us on social at in the click email me in the click at gmail.com let me know how i'm sounding on this this temporary microphone it's a trial run right now i'm probably gonna get one myself at some point but yeah hopefully i sound okay but here we are so much to get into so much to talk about man what a week it was you know Okay, obviously we're going to talk about Sasha Banks, Naomi, all the drama surrounding them. And, you know, when stuff like this happens, like, I'm like, oh, man, I want to record that night and talk about it. But then again, part of me is like, you know what, take a step back and let this thing play out for a little bit over a few days. And here we are. It's a week later now. And so much more info has come out. And I'm kind of glad we waited because now we can kind of review a timeline of the events, what's been reported. So there's so much to get into now. And this is probably going to be the majority of this episode. Of course, we'll talk about the news with Stephanie McMahon. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about some of the highlights from uh, last week's episode of Monday Night Raw. What happened on SmackDown this, this week. So plenty of stuff to get into so all right let's jump into it. it's been the biggest story this week sasha banks and naomi 
left Monday Night Raw abruptly in the middle of the show, or at least the first hour of the show. And so I think what to do to kind of keep things easy, since there's so much that would happen here, I think what I'll do is let's recap the timeline of events, what happened, and then let's... um you know, reflect on the reasoning why these things happen and then maybe go with also with some of the reports what happened afterwards. So, you know, kind of keep it easy. There's so much stuff here to to break down. So, all right, let's jump into it. So last week on Monday Night Raw, it was announced that there's going to be a six-pack challenge to the crown, a new number one contender for Bianca Belair for Hell in a Cell for the Raw Women's Championship. It was going to be uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., Asuka, and Becky. Right, Brian? Is that the is that all six of them? Yep, that's right. Okay. So, awesome. Exciting. Six-pack challenge. Great. Big names there. I will admit, I was a little kind of scratching my head. Though. I was like, why are the women's tag team champions in this six-pack challenge? It, you know, shouldn't they be working on their own storyline right now? But right. That, that's part of it. We'll get into that in a second. And so... Within the first hour, though, we start hearing reports. I think it was at, uh, PW Insider. Mike Johnson said, hey, two people from the six-pack challenge have left the building. Sure enough, reports came out. It was Sasha Banks and Naomi. They were upset. They, uh, uh, um, I guess, went to go see John Laurinaitis. They were upset with the creative decision for what was going on that night. Put their tag titles on his desk and just walked out. And this is all within the first hour of Monday Night Raw. At that point, it took over Twitter. Everyone was talking about that. And it became a big distraction for the show, man. Like, I don't know about you. I was Ooh. watching Raw. And Raw was actually a pretty good episode, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, at this point. But that's all everyone was talking about is how these two left. Is that how kind of you were feeling this this past week? Oh, yeah. I was enjoying the show. And just when I, I was I had that good feeling like, oh, man, this has been, you know, good announcement so far. The opening segment was really, really good. Um and then it all came crashing down when these reports came out, and, you know, sort of the uh, the unknown, the speculation, everybody mm-hmm. kind of wondering what's going on. Is this a work? Is it not? Is it? Yeah. So it was it was really weird. Yeah. So we'll get into the whole work or not a work or shoot thing in a second there, too, because I think that's also been a big discussion online. So they left and then, you know, WWE. I guess uh, uh, Laurinaitis, whoever, ran and told Vince McMahon, who's in gorilla position. And so they quickly, on the fly, had to come up with a new ending for the show. So we saw the, I guess, on the fly, this segment featuring Becky Lynch running up to Adam Pearce saying, hey, Sasha Naomi left the building. Let's cancel the six-pack challenge. Just might as well just go ahead and make me the new number one contender. I'll take on <laughs> Bianca Belair. And then Adam Pearce like, no, no, no. Instead, let's just have you versus Asuka. And that turned out to be the main mm-hmm. event. Which, great main event. It was awesome, right? What would you think of the main event this week with the two of them? It was good. You know, I used to think that Asuka and Charlotte had the best chemistry. Okay. Uh, But, you know, and I'm so glad Asuka's back, too. I just want to say that real quick. Asuka being back brings so much. She she was missed, definitely, like, in the ring, outside, as a character. Just everything about her. I'm glad she's back. But, yeah, um, they had a good one. Yeah, well, speaking of Miss, yeah, I missed her too, but also we saw some green Miss. Uh, great <laughs> match. So, and then ultimately we saw Asuka uh, spit on Bianca, or excuse me, Becky's face, some green Miss, and she ultimately picked up the victory. And was it Bianca Belair was also ringside? So, right now at Hell in a Cell, 
It's going to be Asuka versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's, uh, excuse me, Raw Women's Championship. I still think Becky is going to find a way to get into that match and make it a triple threat. I, I mean, I'm so. sure she can go. She can go to Adam Pearce and complain like, "Hey, she cheated. Look at my face; it was all green. I deserve a rematch, or just put me in there." <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna figure out a way to get Becky in there and make it a triple threat for Hell in the Cell. So, right. um, yeah, that's gonna be you know just we'll see how that plays out. We got what this week's Raw next week and stuff. So a lot could happen from here on out to uh, Hell in the Cell. So Sasha Banks, Naomi leave. Um, they, you know, people are speculating, like, what happened? What's going on? Now, like, reports are coming out that it was creative issues. Uh, and Brian, please, you know, you know, chime in as far as, you know, if, if I got all the info correct. Oh, yeah. So it looks like they were upset because what the, the storyline was. So the six-pack challenge, it was going to come down to Naomi and Sasha at the, the last two <clears throat> Naomi was going to pin Sasha and then Naomi was going to win the six pack challenge and become the new number one contender to take on Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. And Sasha Banks, therefore, was going to go to SmackDown, start a, a program with Ronda Rousey and become the number one contender for her SmackDown Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. And so both women were upset for multiple reasons because creatively they're just being fed to as you know number one contenders uh most likely lose and put over each respective women's champion instead of just they're the women's tag team champions they should be trying to set up their own storylines for those titles and not just be broken off as singles competitors for this one pay-per-view right um so, yeah, that's the gist of it right there, right, as far as, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, creatively. I, the, the, one, the one thing that I heard different was um, I think Naomi was supposed to pin someone else and not Sasha. Okay. Um, I think that was the initial report, but later on it had been um, it had been said that Naomi was supposed to pin, I think, Nikki, Nikki A.S.H. or something like that. Okay. Um or something like that. So yeah, but but everything else, you know, Naomi. That's exactly what I heard. Naomi was supposed to go up against Bianca. Mm-hmm. Sasha was supposed to have a program with uh, Ronda on SmackDown. Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> and so okay, so so now, um, so they're both upset as far as you know they're the tag team champions, but no storylines are being created. Instead, they're just being used as you know no more contenders to put over each respective champion at this B-level pay-per-view. And I guess they were told that the tag titles won't get another storyline up until Money in the Bank. So for them, they're just frustrated because they've been women's tag champ, uh, tag champions and haven't done anything significant in a while now. So they're like, why are we in the six-pack challenge? Let us start a storyline with Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop because they started kind of one the week before. It's like... And I, I agree with them there. It's like they should have just got two other women from the roster. They have a what thirteen women on the on the raw roster that they could pick anyone from there. Carmella, you know, Selena Vega, just to name it to uh, uh, Dana Brooke, any one of them that could have just yeah. filled in for that six pack challenge. Um, Hell, even it, even uh, even Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Alexa Bliss. So there's plenty of people there. Options. Why them? Yeah. And. 
I also, I guess, I could see why they're frustrated because it's like, <clears throat> okay, you're gonna have us tag champions as like the final two. One's pinning the other, so one's gonna look weak, and then ultimately they're still just gonna get fed to both champion and lose at pay per view. So they're both gonna look weak as tag champions anyway because they're losing their singles uh, momentum anyway. So I can see why they're all just frustrated there. Yeah. Um, it sucks because it's like you have this uh, B-level pay-per-view. It's such a throwaway pay-per-view now, Hell in a Cell. It's like, why, why not just give us an opportunity just to tell a story with the tag titles and, you know, instead of having to wait another month to do something leading up to Money in the Bank. So I can see why they're frustrated. So they left. <laughs> so they left Monday Night Raw. They're gone. Corey Graves, what, throughout the night, was making some references to them, saying they're unprofessional. We all know, most likely, Vince McMahon fed him those lines. Right. And I know a lot of people were getting mad at Corey Graves. Carmella came to his defense and said, no, that's not necessarily his voice. That's what he's he's just doing his job, what's being fed to him. So, mm. you know, FYI there. Um, and so now people are speculating what's going to happen next with them. Sure enough, jumping to SmackDown this week, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, before the main event, Michael Cole says uh, the two of them have been suspended indefinitely and they're going to have a, a tournament to crown new women's tag team champions. All their merch from WWShop.com has been taken down. Um, oh, before I even forget, the WWE released a statement on Monday night last week after this all went down. I'll just read it real quick. It says, when Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE Head of Talent Relations, John Laurinaitis, office with their suitcase in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. So, a lot to unpack there. So, Brian, I'd love to get kind of your, your thoughts with that initial, um, you know, statement from WWE. Yeah, it was a little, uh, it was a little messy. I think um, the this before they put out the statement, I had seen the statement get out. You know, because they obviously they sent it to everyone, mm-hmm. um, and so I read the statement, and then they put out on their own accounts social media accounts put out the statement and then shortly after there was you know other statements and other comments being made about the statement and about you know um from uh, from from different sides from the other side about what happened so it, it just it was weird because it was all happening during what i felt was a really good episode of monday night raw and I've been enjoying Raw over the last few weeks. So as a fan, I was frustrated because it's like, oh, you know, here we go again. You know, <laughs> like something going on. You, and honestly, for me, if it's like if it isn't releases, it's it's dry. You know, it's backstage drama, the politics and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff involved. So it's not it's not it's not fun as a fan when you're enjoying the show and and, you know, all this stuff is going on. But. You know, it is what it is. I was I was surprised that WWE went 
as far as they did and even that you know i won't get into it, i'm sure even continue to go as far as they have mm-hmm. but to you know come out with a statement like that um it made me think like there's no way that this this is real like <laughs> they yeah. gotta be setting something up like <sighs> yeah it's that's been the big question so maybe as we kind of get into more of the creative issues here yeah maybe let's just address this is this a work or a shoot and i see a lot of people saying oh it's just a work man come on this is just a creative way for them uh to 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 uh you know, get some heat for themselves, get some, you know, build up a storyline for the tag titles. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't think D- WWE creative has it in them to come up with this type of storyline. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we see some of the other stuff they do on, you know, TV every week, you know, SmackDown, like the happy Corbin stuff's been, you know, hit or miss. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, I don't think what they were doing here, the, like I, I feel like this is just a real life event here of two superstars who are frustrated with the creative direction of their characters, and yeah. they stood up to Vince McMahon and he didn't back down, and so they pissed off and walked away. Like I, I, I do, I really believe this is real. This is this is not a work. It's a shoot. Now, granted, you know what happens down the road if they turn this into a storyline, then yeah, yeah, that's a real life event that's then turned into a kayfabe storyline. Right. But but I think this is a real thing that happened here. Um, I know uh, Naomi and took you know any reference to WWE off her social media page. Uh, <sighs> WWE pulled their Facebook pages. Uh, so you know both sides are going back and forth now with the statement. <clears throat> WWE put out there and, you know, having Corey Graves say what he said on Raw, uh, Michael Cole say what he said on SmackDown. I really feel like this is WWE trying to control the narrative here. And I hate to say it. It's like they're throwing them, the two of them under the bus and try Mm -hmm. to make them look like they're the bad employees. Not, uh, not us. You know, this is just an example of two people who are just, you know, not being good employees right now. And, and so that's why I really think, you know, and that's why I think a lot of people got upset was that quote that WWE released that I just referenced to. It's like they, it's like, wow, that's really taking a shot at the two of them and really throwing them under the bus. And that makes you wonder, like, I think this is real because, but then again, I know some people say, well, they never did this before with like Stone Cold and, you know, when Stone Cold went home, took his ball home. But oh. then again, they did. They did to an extent. <laughs> they, they uh, you know, they had the rock. They made, remember they had the rock come back out and like say Stone Cold took his ball and went home. They took mm-hmm. shots on him on TV and stuff. So, you know, they took that real life event and made it, you know, into something on TV. So I, that's why I think this is similar in that sense. This is a real thing that they're trying to, like I said, control the narrative and paint a picture of Sasha and Naomi as bad employees here. Yeah. Now, you know, so I, that's I, I still think it's 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 a shoot. Um, now, like I said, there's so much to go over here as far as um, it is frustrating. Like, let's look at the creative. Why would they be frustrated? Mm-hmm. Now, it looks like there's a couple reasons why. I guess let's talk about the tweet that uh, apparently a person who is friends with uh, Naomi, or at least Naomi follows this person on Twitter. Uh, his username is Adidas underscore Jed 88. And he posted a little Twitter thread 
you know, some people are speculating, is this something like Naomi sent to him to tweet on her behalf? Right. Uh, so that way she could stay silent. Uh, I'll read the read the tweets here because I think this kind of really sums up what's going on. Uh, it says, you are approaching February as being put in a tag team after both being promised big feuds at WrestleMania. You bite the bullet and put everything you got into being a tag team. It works. You get over, win the titles at WrestleMania and become merch pushers. Five weeks into your reign, you show up to live TV, ready to work. You're told you will be in the main event and you're happy. You both are then told that one of you will be going over from pinning the other. You have questions why that decision was made and how it helps y'all. You request a meeting with your boss to discuss it. Your boss takes the meeting and everything is actually going well. He understands your concerns. The meeting ends well and the match is told to be reconstructed. For some reason, producers get mad about it. You then ask who you you then ask with one of your members going over what happens to your titles. You're basically you're you're told basically that you will just be carrying the pelts. They want to use both of you to help uh, help both women's champions get more over. Bianca versus Naomi, Sasha versus Ronda. Neither one of you will win the solo titles. You won't defend your tag titles until Money in the Bank. You ask for another meeting with your boss, but this time you're being called spoiled. Producer walks away screaming. He comes back and tells both of you to fix your attitudes. Y'all have a brief meeting amongst yourselves and decide to stand up for yourselves. You go to another boss and make it clear you have, you just have, uh, you just have concerns. You ask why we are even in the match and why aren't other women in it. You ask why your titles have no stories for two months. Again, you're met with your <laughs> met with fix your attitudes. You're one final meeting with your so after one final meeting with your, yourselves and asking others, you make the ultimate decision as a team. It's sad how one side is trying to create a, a fucked up narrative. Also, what is asked? Why were Nikki Ash and Do dropping the match instead of starting their program tonight? Naomi nor Sasha talked down about being in the ring with either one. I don't know how that got flipped. So a lot to unpack there. So let's go through um, back in February. I'm sure what happened was probably pre-Royal Rumble, I think both Sasha and Naomi probably had big plans lined up for WrestleMania. For Naomi, I'm sure it looked like she was going to have that match with Sonya Deville because that's a storyline they've been telling for months. It looked like that was going to happen at WrestleMania. Instead, their feud just ended abruptly with just a quick match on SmackDown. So I'm sure they were frustrated. It's like, we've been telling this long-term story. The payoff should have been at WrestleMania. Instead, it was just on a random episode of Friday Night SmackDown. So I can see why Naomi's frustrated. It's like, this is a great storyline we had building. Why not just keep it going till WrestleMania? Uh, for Sasha Banks, I'm sure she was probably originally was going to be Charlotte's opponent for WrestleMania. But once they probably got word from WWE that Ronda was going to be able to be available to come back, that's where they changed plans and decided to go with Charlotte versus Ronda. What do you think about that, though, as far as changing Sasha out and putting in Ronda? Um, that probably shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I feel uh, another like I feel two ways about it. That probably shouldn't have happened. But if I'm creative or if I'm, you know, in charge. I mean, I got to look at what happened. And again, I don't know. I, I don't know if she was injured. A lot mm-hmm. of reports are fuzzy about Sasha during that time. I just yeah. know that at the biggest pay-per-view of the summer, 
when she was scheduled for a SmackDown Women's Championship match against Bianca Belair, again, one of the top rising stars in the company, she didn't come through for whatever reason that was. And I don't know mm-hmm. if I don't know if at that moment, I don't know if that moment was a, was a case of, you know, whatever's happening now. And Naomi just didn't, or I'm sorry, Sasha just didn't say anything about it mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But to the fans, the people on the outside looking in, which is a lot of us, you, you look unreliable. You look like you, mm-hmm. you know, like you're not going to show up in big moments or, you know, whatever. So I wouldn't schedule that match because I don't want you to disappear or okay. something yeah. to come up, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you there too. It's like over the last three years, Sasha Banks has been very stop and go mm-hmm. as far as, you know, what early 2019, uh, you know, her and Bailey won the tag titles. And then after that, she was, or was it before? But she was gone for a while. Like she actually wanted to quit, right? She was burnt out yeah. and depressed. But Vince McMahon said, "I'm not going to release you. Take like a month off." And that month yeah. turned out to be a lot longer. But you got to give Vince McMahon credit. Yeah, he didn't punish her or anything. He just said, "Take as much time as you need." And she took yeah. advantage of that. And that you know, and the, say what you want to say about Vince, but at least in that situation, he showed some compassion and said, "Go ahead, take time off." So it yeah. seems like he's been very flexible with Sasha and her needs in, yeah. in that particular situation. Mm-hmm. So you got to give her, give him props there for that. Um, and but that's the thing though. This is like her third time stepping away in the last three years. So it's really stop and go. So it's really hard to get momentum for her going when she's kind of been like hit or miss with her attendance. So I, you know, I, I could see it's like, okay, we got Rhonda here and no offense to Sasha, but Rhonda, I think has a little bit more mainstream appeal, obviously with her UFC success and other MMA background and some movie work, you know, when you have Ronda Rousey there, at your disposal, you know, you're going to get more coverage like on ESPN and other media platforms with, with, with her. Um, And so, and yeah, it, it, so it seems like, okay, so their WrestleMania matches are not going to happen. So it seems like here, like a make good was like, okay, we'll give you the tag team titles then, right. which seems good. But then yeah. as, as they said in the tweet here, like five weeks go by, not much has happened. They show up to TV. So they're going to be in a main event, which I guess referring to the six pack challenge, but instead they're going to be pinning the one another. It, it creatively doesn't make sense. It's like, why are you going to, th- that's my issue with WWE's women's tag titles. They just don't do anything with them significant. Ever since they brought them back, yeah. they don't do anything with them. I mean, they don't have like a women's mid card title. I guess that's the equivalent of it. If you're not in a, the title picture scene or in a storyline there, your next option is just being a women's tag title picture and they just makeshift these tag teams and throw people together as filler until they get called up for a title picture uh, match here. So I could see why they're frustrated. It's like these tag titles don't mean anything. I'm sure for them they feel like, well, let's make them something. Let's let's start a storyline as said in here in a tweet. Like, let's do do drop versus Nikki A.S.H. And they also address here that quote from WWE saying oh they were afraid to work with some of the people in the match and i I think that's total bs because you got oscar who's arguably the best worker in the world Mm -hmm. you got becky lynch who's one of the all-time greats right now do drop and um nikki ash they worked with them before as well so like all four women so i i really feel like that that's a quote 
like I said, they're just trying to make up something here as a reason why the two of them didn't want to work this six pack challenge. So it's just unfortunate. They're kind of making up some stuff here. Um, let's see what else. Um, I'm trying to look at else from this quote here that really stood out. Um, it looks like, yeah, they had the media invent and it went well, but then for whatever reason they changed up the storyline. So I want to know what happened, what changed, mm-hmm. why did Vince, you know, maybe agree? Like, I understand where you're coming from, but then he still went back and changed it though. So, that's kind of curious and you know hopefully maybe we'll get more more info of that in the near future um but i understand the frustration it's like okay instead of doing a storyline with the tag titles you're just throwing us you're feeding us to the champions for a b-level Mm pay-per-view you know instead of giving us like a better storyline here and that's what's and you and i've talked about before it's like i feel like lately all they care about for the women's division is just two different storylines one for the raw title one for the smackdown title that's why i was happy to see oscar versus becky lynch it's like awesome a storyline here involving two women not involving the title like let's get let's see more of that yes but it doesn't look like that's gonna happen now it looks like they're leading to a triple threat with um uh with bianca belair well yeah well and see that's it's I, I I'm 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 like I feel both ways. I feel like this whole thing has been, you know, unprofessional and and you know sucky on both sides. But I, I just thought about it's funny you say that. I just thought about this earlier. Like when you have someone who is a megastar like Sasha Banks, right, or megastar mm-hmm. caliber, a lot of people love her and look at her as to be this megastar, right? Someone in the company that has. I guess the pull to be able to get a meeting on the mm-hmm. fly with Vince McMahon out of nowhere, that doesn't happen. You know, you got mm-hmm. someone like, for example, you got someone like Jeff Hardy who didn't pitch anything or have meetings with Vince at all for anything with him. He's a former world champ, right? So I, I say that to say this be, or, uh, Sasha Banks being in a position that she's in, Obviously, you don't like it, right? You 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 don't want to be just champions that are just holding champions. But the whole idea of okay, we're going to use you guys to get Ronda over, to get Bianca over. Who else is going to do it? Yeah, yeah. You had there is no one else. They're not going to use Oscar and Becky because they're in a program together. Uh, they're not going to use Charlotte because Charlotte's gone. Uh, mm-hmm. the the newer talent can't really do it and elevate them, and you don't want to feed them to Bianca and Ronda right now because then you're going to have everyone on the internet saying that they're burying all, all their young people and <laughs> who they have left and blah 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 blah. So my whole thing is, is I feel like that does good for the division as a whole. If I'm Sasha and Naomi, I'm looking at it like, okay, this sucks, right? We may yeah. not be able to do anything from personally. This sucks. We don't get to do anything. The tag division doesn't. It's 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 horrible, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? At least we can put Bianca in a position where a lot of people have been saying she needed to be. She went through a lot after losing the championship last summer, and everyone thought that she was buried, and it was it was over for for Bianca Belair. Now she's back champion. It's okay. We can put her in the same with Ronda. Uh, okay. I don't like the idea of Sasha Banks putting over Ronda because I felt didn't they have a match before already? I think so. Didn't they have like a one match? I year, think they a few did. Years ago, yeah. I think yeah, I think they did. So yeah. I, I don't really like that idea um, of putting Sasha there, but um, 
you know, if you have to do it because you got to put a name against a name, and Sasha Banks mm-hmm. is a name, and then so be it. And and I and I'm not saying that, um, you know, they didn't like that idea because maybe they did, maybe they were all for it. But you know what? Probably, obviously, what's more important to them is the tag division and elevating mm-hmm. that. And they've been hold. I mean, Sasha's been holding that championship, going on different outlets and you know media platforms, and she was on. Uh, Kevin Hart's uh, coldest balls uh, yeah. YouTube show, you know, so yeah. stuff like that is really, really cool. Um, and so to do that stuff and then to come back and lose sucks, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I get that. Let me ask you this because I started. I heard, I've seen the other arguments. Like, well, listen, okay, sure, they maybe not do anything with the tag titles, but shouldn't they be happy that they're both going to be main eventing a pay per view? Yes, for each title. And I do see that, but I guess it sucks because it's a B level pay per view, and you're the tag title, you're the tag champions. You, it would be better service to you guys to to build up that that tag team division. And I get it. I mean, it sounds like they they have a lot of pride for those titles and they want to elevate that division as a whole. It's just unfortunate though that not a lot of people around them care about it, especially from a creative standpoint. They don't have right. a lot of tag teams Mm-mm. in existence there. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, Michael Cole said on SmackDown, they're going to have a tournament to crown new tag champions. It's like, who's going to fill that? Who's going to be the tag? Like, who's going to be in this tournament? You need at least, what, four teams to make it, yeah. you know, something. Like, who are they going to? I mean, we got uh, Natty and, and Shayna Baszler. I mean, I you know, maybe Carmella you can. Carmella and Zelina Vega. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're back together now for this. I mean, well, and now, you know, I guess Dewdrop and Nikki is. They have teams, but they don't have teams that I feel like are established. Yeah. They can make any teams, but no teams that are going to be established. Um, and maybe they bring up a couple from NXT. Maybe. <laughs> but, even, but NXT, they're kind of thin right now, too, for the NXT women's tag titles. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if they should just unify the two of them and just you know, make it across all three brands or something. That would be cool. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that that's the thing. Like I said, I've heard the argument, like saying like, these are, they are paid people, uh, you know, paid talent. They should be happy that they're main eventing a pay-per-view regardless if they win or lose. It's like, you know, you, you are main eventing a pay-per-view. There are a lot of other people who would probably love to be in that position. So don't, you know, don't, don't complain about it. Yeah. I get yeah. it, but it just sucks. It's it's like, you know, they're they're tag champions though. Have someone else in that position, but then again, as you said, the catch twenty two is though they are names. You need names to fill that arena, and and even though I know it's a B level pay per view, like I I still think Hell in the Cell should not be a pay per view. They should because it's <clears> like you know all the effort is going to go to the stadium shows, Hell in the Cell, SummerSlam, the UK show. So after this this pay per view is such a filler. It, 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 I hate to say it, they're probably going to go through the motions again, very much like Backlash, as far as just setting things up. They're gonna, you know they're going to put more of an effort for the stadium shows and probably have bigger matchups lined up for that. So. Which, it, which, it, an, for, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Which is another reason why I feel like they, pro- they might have, they might have jumped too quickly. Um, not to say that, you know, I don't support them personally. As you know, Mercedes and Trinity, I support them. You know, I support what they're doing. I think it's very brave and it's very, 
you know, it's very, uh, but not everyone can do that. Right. Like, like if I worked somewhere, I couldn't just be like, well, I don't like the fact that we're folding boxes that way. I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'd be fired the next day, you know? So not everyone has that luxury to be able to, um, you know, yeah, no, no, you brought up a good point, and, that, and that's the thing. Okay, let, let's talk about this then as far as their decision to walk out. Could they have handled this a different way with their frustration? So it sounds like, you know, I give them credit, especially Sasha Banks, who stood up to Vince McMahon and voiced her concerns. It just sucks, though, anytime someone who expresses maybe their opinion or want don't agree with what's being given to them creatively, yeah, they get viewed as just someone with attitude issues. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems like the go-to is like fix your attitude. Heard that about Bray Wyatt and a couple other people who were like let go from the company and like the yeah. reports, the dirt sheets are reporting that attitude issues. I'm mm-hmm. sure it, it's just, they just spoke up and like, I don't agree with creatively what you're doing with me. Yeah. Grant, I know at the end of the day, WWE, it's a TV show. It's Vince's TV show. Vince is the director. These are his toys. Or, yeah. or or staff, however you want to call yeah. it, he mm-hmm. decides what goes on. He has final say. This is what you signed up for. When you work for him, this is this is the process that you got to deal with. You got to mm-hmm. work with. But then again, you know, if you're not happy and don't agree with that, then that's yeah, you have every right to walk away. You should have the yeah. right to walk away. Yeah. And, so I give them credit here for standing up and be like, you know what? I don't like this. We're leaving. Now, I see some people complain. It's like, you know, you don't leave on the job, though. That is, that does come off a little professional. I see it as it's just them trying to send a message. Be like, this is how powerful we believe in ourselves. Mm-hmm. In most situations, I will side with the talent. You know, it comes <clears> to like <throat> sports. Whenever yeah. it's like players versus owners situations, mm-hmm. I always try to side with the players. Yeah. Because they're the ones who do the work and entertain us. They yep. deserve whatever they want. The owners yep. just sit there and collect the money and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So this is a situation, you know, for me here, I I ultimately do side with Sasha and Naomi because mm-hmm. if they feel like this is bad creative and they can do they want to do something they feel is a better storyline that can help you know elevate the women's division as a whole, the tag team division as a whole, that can maybe help, quote, make better money for the company. I'm all for that, and I, I do respect them standing up for themselves. There's a lot of people who are unhappy at their work who just go through the motions instead of maybe speaking up. So hopefully you know, that, that's what I'm getting at here. It's like I support them here. Um, the one thing, though, maybe you know, as we kind of wind down here with this storyline or th- this topic here, is there are reports though that like Naomi has what a couple months left on her contract, also maybe Sasha Banks as well. So maybe they felt like you know, hey, we got a couple months left, we, we could easily speak up now and walk out. Who cares what they're gonna do? Yeah. Fire us? Mm-hmm. We're already, our contracts are, are, are coming up anyway, expiring soon. We might as well. We have the power to walk away anyway. You know, it, if they just tell us to stay home, we'll ride out the end of this contract and then show up somewhere else to work. So what do you think about that that point as far as they're more confident in themselves because they know their contracts are coming up? Yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you have so many different options now, you know, yeah. as far as work goes. Um, I feel like, it, if you know, if this is the route that they're taking, if this is the route that they want to go, um, you know, then go for it. You know, it, it, 
as far as you know just know though that wwe the show must go on right so like Mm -hmm. they're only gonna feel i mean if any at all sympathy it's only gonna last a little bit if any right and Mm -hmm. the the to be realistic the support and the outrage from the fans are only it's only temporary because you know when when it all when the smoke clears when it's no longer I mean it's just like CM Punk to AEW or Cody Rhodes to WWE yeah. when the honeymoon stage is over everybody settled in we realize that we're not seeing Sasha Banks and Naomi on TV anymore on WWE TV at least and everyone's mm-hmm. not you know outraged about it then it's just going to go right back to normal and WWE is going to continue to go now me my me as a fan I I you know I, I would hope that it worked they would work it out. Cause I love Naomi. I love uh, Sasha Banks. I, I I couldn't. It's weird to think of them anywhere else, mm-hmm. or even just not doing this. Like I know when a lot of people talk about Sasha Banks going to Hollywood, I'm like, no. Like I don't. She's not. <laughs> she's nowhere near done in WWE. Yeah. I don't think so. You know. Mm-hmm. So it it was it would suck to see them see them go or to see them sit at home. Like no one wants to see that, man. I. Yeah, it's just, it's, it sucks. Well, okay, okay. As you just mentioned, there, you know, for them, they probably felt confident of life after WWE. So, for them, like they're probably like, we're confident in ourselves, you know, walking away right now because we know we can be successful outside of WWE. Um, you know, Sasha Banks, as you said, you know, she appeared in Star Wars, the Mandalorian TV show. Now, granted, it was a small part. Mm-hmm. It was a sidekick of the Mandalorian group and whatnot. But still, you know, on paper, she was part of a Star Wars franchise. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe if she had more free time, she can begin other acting jobs, uh, allegedly, or, you know, potentially. So maybe that's why she's thinking, you know, I don't need WWE. But then again, with Sasha, you know how much she loves wrestling. I, I feel like it'd be hard for her to step away completely. Like, I feel like she would want to wrestle maybe at least a part-time schedule. If that's the case, if she wants to pursue other, you know, career opportunities. So, right. um, Naomi, I think definitely she feels more conf- uh, confident as well. Cause let's be honest, she's part of the bloodline. Like she is married into the bloodline faction, you know? So the bloodline are running WWE right now. She is, you know, married to uh she's married to uh jimmy right married to jimmy yes yes married to jimmy jimmy uso and you know who's the cousin of roman reigns and roman reigns is the number one guy in that company so i'm sure for her she probably feels like hey collectively you know i have my support of my family who can maybe talk to Vince or something and work something out as well and change right. it up. So, you know, I'm sure th- so they both have their reasons why they could be confident with pulling this type of move. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, where they go from here, that's going to be interesting. Um, I know as a wrestle vote said, things are going to get worse before they get better. I wonder what that means. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> like, saying that, what, saying that, saying that the, the, you know, the, the, they have the support of all the fans on the internet, but it's, far as management you know it's not looking good yeah i'm and there's the reports i think it was a wake hell or something um there have been various reports about like locker room reaction to this so the fans online everyone's been supporting sasha and naomi i mm. think very similar to the reasons i just explained like they want to side yeah. with talent who 
it's they want to support the talent who speak up for themselves when feel like bad creative is being delivered to them. Right now, the reports are saying the locker room. Some reports are saying the locker room support them. Other reports saying members of the locker room do not support them and kind of view them as being spoiled or you know not being team players. It's tough to kind of read into that because depending mm-hmm. who the source is, who's telling what, everyone's got got their own personal agenda. And so who knows how factual and realistic these reports are. But I guess it kind of helps maybe give an indication of what's going on behind the scenes, how everyone's reacting to each other. Um, and then, yeah, uh, um, it's the other thing, too. I hope, you know, it they're not doing this just to get like a, a raise or something. You know what I mean? Like if they're right. truly frustrated with creative, then you need to walk away and leave WWE and really prove a point and go somewhere mm-hmm. else. Right. If this, if they just did this just to like try to, you know, piss them off or like, see you guys need us, give us a bigger salary. And then they come mm-hmm. back right away. Then this whole walkout will kind of seem not as meaningful or right. you know, as fans, we kind of, oh, man, you just did this just to get more money. You didn't really do this as a way to maybe change the landscape of the women's division. That's right. where I think that might leave a little bit of a sour taste in people's mouths with this whole thing. Well, so, I mean, even even when you think back uh, or more recent with, with, with Mustafa Ali, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he left for a bit, um, <laughs> wanted his release, didn't didn't get it. Um, and now he's back on TV and, and I think yeah. a pretty, pretty good role, I guess, you know, some mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, he's being fed to fear. He's being buried. I don't think so. I think he's good. So if like, if they were to, if they were able to, you know, figure this out and go, okay, we'll, we'll listen to you, you know, we'll put a plan in place for the w- women's tag titles or, well, I mean, you know. I don't know if they'll be involved now, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you know what? That makes this whole situation even more sad because now, if they do come back, they're not going to be women's tag team champions, you know, unless they have this whole tournament go by and then they come back and say, "Hey, we never lost the titles." But then that's so weird because, like, we did all this for no reason, <laughs> or or if they're taking a sh- uh, turning a shoot into a work. Yes. Yeah. Unless so, they do that. Yes. And, and they do that. And then, of course, the people who thought this was a work the whole time be like, see, I told you this was a work. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think this is a real life event. Yeah. And, you know, depending on how this plays out, could it turn into a, sh- a, a work that's yet to be seen? So, mm-hmm. like I said, there, there's a lot to break down here. And, you know, I, I but then again, like I said, you know, where do they go? Like, does is AEW the option like the AEW women's division, you know, has been hit or miss lately. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think they're improving, but I don't know if that really is the best option for them. I mean, I, I could see that maybe as a challenge, be like, Hey, we can go over here and make this better. Like that's our personal challenge. Why don't we make women's wrestling better? We'll help another company do so. And see, and I, I want to say this too. You mentioned the word team player. Um, if I'm in a locker room, I would probably be upset too, especially with the time that we're in with wrestling and AEW and how hot they are and impact with how hot they are, you know, signing a lot of people. And, you know, I would be upset too. Like, look, if you're either here or you're not, like if you're going to be here, you got to be willing to sacrifice. And yeah, 
Sasha and Naomi may feel like they've sacrificed enough up to this point. Like enough's enough and it's time for a change. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they may feel like they've sacrificed so much and now they're just fed up. And that's 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 okay. It's fair, you know. I don't want to say they're not entitled to feel that way too, but at the same time, you gotta choose your side here. Don't just don't don't work this just to get over to Jacksonville, because if that's all you want you know <laughs> yeah i mean they might be like damn we had a better in wwe like and this thing sasha banks you know she she's you know very confident in herself some would say cocky as we saw in the broken skull session with stone cold like she feels mm. like she's up there with vince that she wants oh. steak so like i i i'm thinking could like maybe like for her i only see it's wwe or bus like i don't know if she would go anywhere else because that'd be below her I don't know. Like I said, there's so much to break down with this. And here we are just a week into this whole thing. And I'm sure this will play out more over time. We'll get more reports and info. And we can discuss that there. But is there anything else, Brian, about this that we haven't addressed yet that you wanted to to mention? Um, the, the interviews, nothing to address. But I will say the interviews and the, you know, whoever gets that first Naomi or Sasha Banks interview or, you know, whatever – whether whether they come back or not, this is just this is gonna be this is gonna be crazy. That's the real that's the real bet is like who's gonna get it? Is it gonna be Renee? Is it gonna be Chris Van Fleet? Is it gonna, it's gonna be, be Jericho? Jericho? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like now it's like the the, the art of work shoots or, or shoot interviews is coming back, but in the form of podcasts. Yes, and it's like there's there's a small group of people who uh, get access to those type of interviews. Is it could be like Arya Hawani, uh, uh, who we saw. I remember we walked by him in Dallas. Remember we were yes. in the lobby. Uh, so be kind of curious, you know, how this plays out. Do they let their contracts expire? Um, but no, that's the thing. It's like you know, I I I think Sasha has so much crossover ability, and I think she's a big star for them that they don't utilize enough. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you know, Becky is great, and you know, Roman's also their big star. But Sasha, I think, is really important to them, and I don't want to see them lose her. So, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, we're big fans of Sasha, of Naomi. We don't want to see them go anywhere. We want to see them happy, of course, and we yeah. want to see them get proper creative. Um, but like I said, I understand it's frustrating when you're the tag champions and you should be uh, uh, utilized better in that division instead of just being fed the champions. <clears throat> and then and that's the other thing too. How many t- women's tag title champions over the last couple of years have been champions and then they just turn into a feud? Like they lose the title and then they start you know fighting each other. We see that with yeah. the ASH with Rhea Ripley, um uh was it Selena and Carmella. So I worried that they they're the tag champions and then they're gonna lose the titles and they're just gonna fight each other. And this six pack challenge, which is going to be the start of that like rivalry. So like I said, I, I'm not, I understand their frustration with the creative. Um, I wonder what are the options then other than walking out? Cause you know, when you do walk out on the job, you are leaving so many other people stranded, your coworkers, yeah. the writers, the producers, everyone's scrambling. I mean, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, Real quick, I I think when I when I think of how that happened, right when they walked out and then everything got changed, who knows? That could have affected Bianca. Like if <laughs> Vince could have said, "All right, well then, I'm going to make a championship match." Bianca's going to lose the title, and now we're going to get Oscar and. 
Becky at Hell in a Cell. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it, it, it could affected it could affect so many women. The ripple um, effect, yeah, domino yeah, effect, it, absolutely. And, and so it's just weird. And I also was gonna say real quick before we move on, um, you know, this day and age versus how things were back in the nineties, right? With <laughs> WCW and WWE, it's like you see you saw people jump ship for money over money, right? Like yeah. it was. Yeah. Now you're seeing people jump ship. Because they're not happy because of the creative, because mm-hmm. they don't like this, you know, or they don't like that. Um, well, mostly, too, because they, you know, they all got released. But, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the big time guys um, who have come over from one or the other has been just because they aren't. Ha- I mean, even Cody, look at Cody. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure money had a lot to do with it. But I think also this position in the in the company as a as a. As a as a wrestler, you know, I so. think yeah, just feeling respected, feeling wanted, and feel like you're being used to your full potential. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out, and we'll we'll, we'll discuss it more. I know this was a long discussion right here, but it, you know, it was the biggest story in the week. No offense to what yeah. happened on TV, but this was the biggest thing. So right. it was definitely worth talking about. Uh, real quick before we talk about Raw and SmackDown, I do want to talk about Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. So on um, Thursday. She tweeted out, as of tomorrow, I am taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifelong legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time to focus on my family. So, Brian, turn it to you, man. Your thoughts on this announcement from Stephanie McMahon. I'm glad she'll be back. Hopefully, I'm glad. Hopefully, she'll be back soon because the announcement scared me. I was like, oh, she's she quitting? Is she... You know, is she saying goodbye to WWE altogether? But mm-hmm. I think she's earned it. Um, I think uh, it's weird, though, because while she's leaving, you know, I've seen the reports of Triple H coming back full time. Yeah. It's like, what? I thought I was thinking because my first thoughts was, oh, that's great. She gets to be home with Triple H and, you mm-hmm. know, they get to be there for their kids. And, you know, summer's coming up. This is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. But now it's like they're switching roles. Like now she's going to be home and, and, and and he's going to be full time back at the office. So yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, yeah, this came out of nowhere, and I think a lot of coworkers did not know until last minute. But apparently, it is a personal issue. And you know, I know some people try to speculate, and you know, sure, we could guess, but you know, who knows what really happened? I hope it's nothing health related. I hope it's yeah. nothing like person, like you know, family related. Anything with to be alarmed over. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hope just truthfully, I just hope it's just, yeah, she needs a break. Cause you think about it, she's been, you know, I know she was like a merch girl, you know, back in the day when she was younger, but you think about it, ever since she was what, out of college, she's been yeah. in WWE for the last, what, 24 years right. on TV, behind the scenes, working the corporate job and stuff. So I'm sure, yeah, she's a little burnt down. I'm sure with the health scare of triple H last summer, probably put our life and their lives in the perspective what they value and want to you know family's important to them so i'm sure she's like i i just need a break and you know take a leave of absence and so you know kudos to her you know more power to her just enjoy your time with your family and friends mm-hmm. and um it looks like yeah nick Khan is going to take over her responsibilities there was also the FIFO Select report that, like, her department or a lot of the people that she works with closely were all let go in the latest round of budget cuts or, or staff cuts. So that kind of sucks yeah. for her. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to, yeah, you know, like you said, 
people are trying to guess like what's the reason and i'm with you too i was scratching my head it's like wait she's gonna take time off but triple h is going back to work full time i was like mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense like when they want to spend both time together at the same be home at the same time but you're right, right. it is summertime their girls are probably out on vacation so she's probably like let me use this next couple months to hang out with them and be with them mm-hmm. um but you know one thing you know for conspiracy theory, you know, talking about is, you know, a lot of people are like questioning, oh, is this Nick Khan really taking over the company and for- <laughs> forcing all the McMahons out? Yeah. I mean, maybe we can discuss that just real quick for just the sake of <laughs> for the conversation. But yeah, uh, you know, you look at <clears throat> it like on paper. OK, Triple H was kind of pushed out from running NXT his job in the office now is a lot different. Shane McMahon is now gone again. Now Stephanie McMahon is the third one. And, you, you know, Nick Khan's taking over her responsibilities. You know, I've worked in corporate, you know, radio for a long time. I've seen how, you know, changes happen or, or and then everyone's thinking, uh-oh, what's this going to lead to? And hopefully it doesn't lead to anything else. So I'm, I'm, I'm concerned you know, hopefully, I, I I do hope Stephanie McMahon comes back. I hope yeah. this is not her way of like slowly leaving the company. I hope she really does come back. Right. Um, but it's crazy, man, because like what up until a couple of years ago, we everyone thought Triple H and Stephanie were going to take over WWE after Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. I I wonder if maybe Stephanie's taking time off. Just conspiracy talk here. I got my tinfoil mm-hmm. hat on. <laughs> I wonder. Nick Khan really his job for the last couple of years has really just been set up WWE to get sold and maybe I'm just this is just a right. guess there's there's no facts or info right uh, I know a lot of people compared the McMahon family to the family that's on HBO succession yeah. so you know maybe Stephanie realizes she's not going to get the company after her dad and so maybe she's like you know what I'm going to start taking time off and you know, Nick Khan really is trying to set things up for you know a, a, a purchase to sell a company. So maybe they're like they see the writing on the wall that you know Nick Khan's taking over, and you know we're not going to have the company anymore. So I don't know. It's it's fascinating to me, but um, you know people are reporting that um, let's see, um, you know Stephanie, the last year's been rough with the health struggles of Triple H. Um, it's it's uh, what else was there? Um, the con. Let's see. I was gonna, uh, 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 yeah, it's rough. I'm gonna see, uh, the focus on her family. Let's look at some of the reports here. Um, but yeah, apparently it's a personal issue, so hopefully it'll come out at some point. So, uh, yeah, I wonder even also, you know, maybe she's upset at her dad that she's not gonna take over the company. So maybe she's like, you know what, I'm gonna start <laughs> taking time off and focus on things I want to do. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just really interesting. Like I know people are trying to guess what it is. So yeah, it maybe could be the some... complete opposite too, though. Maybe she's taking her time off because she's getting ready to take I, on a bigger role. I hope company. so. <laughs> I, I mean, that'd be great. So yeah, I mean, we could speculate the conspiracy theories of what's going on here. Uh, I'm sure we'll get maybe more info on that over time. But you know, it is a personal matter. So 
that's yeah. their own private issue to to deal with. So, but anyway, we like we love Stephanie McMahon. Don't want to see her go. But like I said, she's earned a time off that she's been working oh, yeah. nonstop for how many years? So, uh, kudos to her. All right, let's jump over to uh, Raw and SmackDown talk. Um, Raw, like I said, unfortunately, it was so distracting with the Sasha and Naomi news breaking throughout the show. You know, everything else seemed to kind of just go by. I'm like, oh yeah, there's an episode of Raw. Um, I think the <laughs> big thing to take away, uh, a couple things. Um, so it looks like Cody Rhodes cut that awesome promo. More or less challenges Seth Rollins to Hell in the Cell. So they're gonna have a third match. It's gonna be Hell in the Cell. Your thoughts on them uh, having a, a third one? <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I, and you know, Hell in a Cell seems fitting. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be like, you know, the grand finale for the two. And you know, I I I talked with someone on Twitter, and they mentioned that it should have been like a two out of three falls. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Which would have been great, too. Like, Seth Rollins coming from, you know, hey, you may have beat me twice, but you can't beat me in one night. I know I mentioned – I think I mentioned it uh, last time we recorded. Mm -hmm. But um, this is is still good. This is great. I'm okay with it. Um, Now it's still a mystery, right? Like, is Seth finally going to get his win back now? Is Cody Rhodes going to, you know, going to sweep Seth Rollins? You know, is this going to go three zero? I don't know. I'm not I sure. Think, I, I I think Cody has to win here. Make it a clean sweep, right. and that way Seth can just go really mad and be like, "Ah, what's going on?" And then maybe that could be a new character beat for him to go off on a different storyline with. And then Cody keeps his momentum going to be you know potential number one contender for the world title at some point for Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, so the, I I think that's important for Cody to win this hell in a cell, but it makes sense out of like, like I said earlier, and I've said in the past over years, I'm not a fan of hell in cell as a dedicated pay-per-view. I think it's better served as just a stipulation for a feud that calls upon it. A feud that involves two people who hate each other. And the only way to settle the score is hell in a cell. That's how originally it was, you know, created years ago in the nineties, not as a pay-per-view where it's like, okay, that's coming up on the calendar. Let's horseshoe, a storyline that fits hell in a cell. Yeah. Then you kind of got like this half fast story. Now, granted, we've had some great hell cell matches over the last couple of years, you know, Bailey versus, uh, was it Bailey versus Sasha? And the uh, one believe it a couple was. years ago now, yeah. uh, you know, drew versus Randy. Was it the Usos versus the new day? Yeah. Like there've been great matches one. there, but yeah, nonetheless, they kind of <clears> force <throat> stuff in there. It's like, Oh my God, it's coming up on the calendar. We need to create a match here <laughs> for it. So I like I said I'm not a big fan of it as a pay per view. Just make it, especially in June. If you're gonna at least have it, do it in October. Kind of more of the Halloween, you know, scary, spooky hell, you know, presence there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, so, uh, but yeah, I'm all for it. I'm excited for this match. I wonder if there's gonna have a second one or two Hell in a Cell matches. I wonder. Yeah, I all right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we could speculate all we want. Honestly, um, with a match like this, right, with Cody, I mean, it's just like you said. You know, back in the day, it was it was prestigious. It was like one of those, like it. Okay, Hell in a Cell. It's time. Like this is this is the end of the feud. Um, for something like this, I mean, I I would if I was booking it, I would say keep Seth and Cody. 
the only Hell in a Cell match on the card. That's all you need, really. I mean, nothing mm-hmm. else. Nothing else other That's than watery down. Yeah, I mean, nothing else other. I mean, if you would, if they would have waited to do the tag title match, I would have said that was worthy. That would be worthy of Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I thought too. The, the only one I could think of was the tag titles. Make the unification match there, which mm-hmm. I think we still could get that. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second with SmackDown. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, at this point, you know, we talked a lot about Raw and you know Becky and Oscar's match. Um, so all right, let's go ahead and jump and talk about uh SmackDown here. Um, <laughs> so you know, let's just talk about you know the main event. It was the unification match for the tag titles between the Bloodline and RK Bro. Awesome main event, man. Now, granted, I kind of wish this was saved for the pay per view, considering how big this match is, the stakes are. But then again, I understand they've been teasing this for so long, we didn't get it at WrestleMania Backlash, so it probably <clears> felt like. We need to finally do this. We've been kind of teasing the fans for long enough. We need to get this done. Were you happy yeah. with it happening on SmackDown? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I'm with you. I think they this should have been a pay per view match. I mean, yeah, I was I was excited about it, you know, happening on WrestleMania Backlash. But then when it turned into a six man, I was like, okay, you know. But I'm I'm glad they got it over with because I don't think they could have stretched this out for another few weeks to, you know, hell in a cell. So I'm glad they finally got it out. It was a good match. Yeah, I only think, like, I was concerned that they were going to have some wonky finish here, a DQ yes. or something, and then they're going to say, all right, rematch at hell in a cell. And then people are like, oh, <laughs> you did it again. You pulled the rug from out from under us again. It's like, we got to wait another three weeks to get this match, and people have been really frustrated and pissed off. Like you, you keep teasing us. So I'm glad they actually went through the match, had the a finish here. Yeah. With that being said, but it's a really uh, good finish too. So yeah, let's talk about the finish here. So uh, you know, great back and forth. You know, RK Bro has their formula. Riddle takes the beat down. Randy comes in for the hot tag. Um, the back and forth, but ultimately, you know, we see Roman Reigns come out interfere and you know he helps uh the usos win the match here um uh you know uh riddle who's already you know injured or beat up in this match um you know like i said roman reigns comes in uh grabs jay uso on the top rope so riddle you know fell to the ground jay quickly followed up with the uso splash on the top rope and picked up the pin to make the usos the undisputed wwe tag team champions um, so it's cool, you know, he'll finish there. Uh, mm-hmm. but then after the match, you know, the uh, Uso super kick Randy Orton knocked him out on the outside. Uh, they uh, let's see, they took Randy Orton uh, with the steel steps and beat him down, and they put uh, was it Riddle on the announcer's table, and yep. then uh, who was it, Jay who uh, uh, who jumped off. Uh, yep. the top turnbuckle. Yep. That was a far leap he had to make, man. I was like, as far as they didn't like, bring the table out farther out, so that helps less of a jump for him. But he sailed, landed on Riddle, and you could tell he was in pain. Like, ah! Oh, but yeah. I love that. They beat them down. The crowd was booing. The camera work was awesome here. The little kid's crying. The one kid, his mom has fingers in his ear, oh, like, not to hear. What you think? It just not have the whole finish of that show. It was good, man. I really liked the distraction from Heyman, Roman climbing up. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, uh, 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 helping you know them secure the victory, and then the 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 smile on Roman's face. It, and it, it, honestly, it was like one of those moments. Like 
I don't know, full circle. Like, hey, you know, they've helped me this entire time. I'm going to help them. I'm going to make sure that they capture these titles and become undisputed champs just like I am, right? And so yeah. it was It was really neat the way that they did it. And then the beat down at the end, like you said, was – it. I mean, right place at the right time, right, to have all those fans making those kind of <laughs> reactions. It was mm-hmm. perfect for what was going on. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, so uh, real quick, was uh, – the thing with the bloodline and like we've seen it's been an issue ongoing for what 20 plus years since the attitude era like heels a lot of people cheer for the heels because they look cool they act cool and i think the bloodline was kind of falling into that that your situation where people were just cheering them just because they're they're like the cool act the cool faction in wwe even though they're supposed to be heels people just still like to cheer them anyway because they just like that had that cool factor yeah what I love about this finish, it really solidified and reminded people they're heels. Yep. They beat the crap out of the most the beloved babyface tag team, RK Bro. Yeah. And the the booing that they got from the crowd was awesome. And they were like, you know, rubbing in people's face, you know, mm-hmm. full of confidence, like, take that. So I mm-hmm. love that if it reestablished them as heels and got that good heel heat, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing. Now, Dave Meltz is reporting that what's next for Roman Reigns? Okay, we know he's going to be taking Hell in a Cell off. After that, the reports or just early you know, reports are that it looks like um, Riddle's going to be Roman Reigns' opponent for Money in the Bank in Las Vegas in July. Randy Orton's going to be his next opponent uh, for SummerSlam. And then Drew McIntyre will be his opponent for the UK show. Are you cool with that kind of order of... Uh, events for Roman Reigns oh yeah yeah I mean it's on a probably two like at least two opponents that we haven't seen him go up against during this entire run right I mean I don't Mm -hmm. he hasn't he hasn't been against Riddle and he hasn't been against Orton they've been on separate shows Mm -hmm. um and Drew I think if anybody deserves anything, right? I think he deserves mm-hmm. that moment, that yeah. that that spot, win, win or lose. I think he deserves that spot, the main event, um, the the stadium show in the UK. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. And honestly, you kind of now fill out all the way. You know, okay, what's that? Said September. Yeah. Um, you know, you got three more months before the Royal Rumble. After that, so yeah, yeah. You know, I it's. You know, before WrestleMania or even during WrestleMania, after the win, you know, people think like, oh, I know the speculation was, oh, The Rock and next year's WrestleMania. And you're thinking, no, they can't stretch a storyline out for that long. Or even who's next for Roman? Like, who are they going to? There's no opponents. There's no. Now I see what they're doing. They're having him take some time off. He's not working every single Monday. He's probably working. <laughs> he's working more Fridays than he is Monday, right? But he's oh yeah, he's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not working. He's not working any Mondays. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna take one pay per view off, and so it's like okay, this is how they're gonna stretch his time as champion without you know facing the same guy over and uh, over, okay, or, or having him just beat up, 
you know, uh, the p- you potential guys who could be champion one day after he's done. So they're going to use him for the stadium shows, but not for the mm-hmm. B level pay per views. <laughs> right. He's, for, for the arenas, not the arena shows. You're going to him for the stadiums. So right. it, it, it's, I'm cool with that. But then my question is, where is Cody Rhodes fall in line with all oh. that? So it's, it's really like interesting because I think a lot of people want to see Cody win the WWE title. I still want to see Drew McIntyre win a championship in front of a large audience. I think he deserves that, especially being a champion, a two-time WWE champion in front of no one. I think is a make good. He's been a workhorse. I mean, we love Drew McIntyre here. So I think, I don't know if they, they'll pull this off, but I'll just see Cody win the WWE title somewhere maybe SummerSlam and maybe Drew wins the Universal title at the UK show from his home continent. I don't know. I it, It's going to be interesting to see creatively how they're going to handle this. Do they take the titles off Roman? Do they keep the titles on him through WrestleMania for The Rock? I, that For the next six months, six to nine months, what they do with Roman Reigns is really fascinating. That's something to keep your eye on. So uh, we'll see how and it it's goes. It's important. It is very important. Uh, uh, um, let's see. I also ask you real quick. You know, we saw Drew Gulak had that match with with Gunther. Gunther mm. got beat up by Drew Gulak. But we saw Ricochet make the save. So it looks like Gunther versus Ricochet is going to be happening. Now, unfortunately, Ricochet hasn't done anything with the Intercontinental title. My guess is Gunther's probably going to win it off him. Are you cool with Gunther being Intercontinental champion? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Um, it gives, you know, we always say this about the Intercontinental and United <laughs> States Championship, right? Like, whoever, so if someone new gets it, we all go, you know, hopefully they could bring some prestige back yes, to it and, exactly. and make it make it what it used to be. And, um, yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I The way that Gunther and Omos and Veer – I feel like WWE is not getting enough credit with the way they're being booked. I mean, they're on they're on the show every week. Mm-hmm. They're not just sitting around. They're they're putting them. I mean, here we go now. After beating up enhancement talent, I think for both Fear and Gunther, um, now they're they're kind of getting in different roles. They're kind of graduating on from enhancement talent and, and facing mm-hmm. real competition now. And and so yeah, I just want to put that out there you okay. know for for a lot of the clicksters or fans out there that you know may not have liked the the name change you know i know i know you you weren't too fond of the name change either that's my, that's my twin i guess i could take it now i could be walter you can take it. yes it's, it's available i'll be walter yeah. that's perfect you know so yeah i mean i think um Gunther becoming Intercontinental Champion would be a good move. He'd be a dominant mm-hmm. one. He'd, he'd, mm-hmm. be, he'd be he'd be a dominant That's, one. And I'm with you as far as every person who's win lately, U.S. or Intercontinental, we're like, oh, that person can help reestablish the title, make it glorious again. And, you know, yeah. not, I mean, even Austin Theory hasn't done really much with anything yet. Finn Balor didn't. That's what the U.S. title, respectively. So yep. Gunther, though, I I... I I have hope that maybe he can. He can help. 
he's nowhere near going to be the title picture with Roman Reigns anytime soon. So maybe the next best option is the Intercontinental title, and he can be that dominant force like he was with the NXT UK Championship, Mm -hmm. but do it this time around on a bigger platform, bigger stage on SmackDown with the IC title. Recreate that type of storyline, long reign with with Gunther here. That be I'll be cool with that. Just feed him people and. You know, you build up a baby face to eventually dethrone it off him like they did with NXT UK with um with Dragonoff, Ela Ela uh 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 oh my god. Yeah, Dragonoff. But yeah. what's how you, how you pronounce his first name? Ilya. Ilya, oh Ilya Dragonoff, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. So um yeah, it's it, it, it's uh you know, SmackDown, I'll give him credit the last couple weeks, it's been better than it was previously so yeah smackdown was a lot of fun and yeah we'll see how the rest of this plays out uh raquel rodriguez you know big win over Shotzi. so i'm i'm enjoying her too like yeah you know hopefully they got some things planned for her i don't know if if it's a championship or not but yeah and you know let me ask you this do you think mad cat moss is going to be the next big baby face for smackdown I think Happy Corbin really did a good job of kind of, you know, as a heel, putting down yeah. Madcap. And I think the crowd's going to have that sympathy for <clears throat> Madcap. If he comes back from, you know, what 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 uh, what Corbin injury. did to yeah. him, uh, you know, new gimmick, new name, like, take, give him back Riddick Moss, you know, get rid of the, the you know, the what are, what are they? Suspenders, yeah. Suspenders. Um, get rid of that, and 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 I'm all for it, man. I, I think yeah. he's got the look. I, you know, yeah. it's someone who Vince obviously. I mean, he's been around. Matcap's been around for a long time now, so yeah. I'm pretty sure Vince. I'm with likes, likes him. Yeah, do a little bit of repackaging. Get rid of the suspenders. Call him Riddick Moss. Give him a little bit more of an edge. Tough, mm-hmm. tough guy edge. Not so much just the goofy. Lose the jokes. Yep. Just a slight little fine tuning. I think you have the making of a really good baby face here. Let him destroy Happy Corbin one more time and then go on a tear. And maybe, yeah, maybe him and Gunther down the road or something like that. Yeah. They're going to have separate pro- uh, projectiles. And eventually, they're going to cross paths at some point down the road. So yeah. we'll see. So, yeah, no, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, so we'll 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 uh, start wrapping things up here because I know we got to turn in and watch Raw right now. That's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to look forward to this week. We got Double or Nothing this weekend. I do want to wow. uh, mention. So this week I am recording an interview with AEW owner Tony Khan. So if you have any questions, please hit me up in the click. That's K L I Q at Gmail dot com. Tweet at me at babyhuey83. Let me know if you have any questions. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to that interview. So keep an eye on our, um, you know, wherever you listen to us on in the podcast world or YouTube. Uh, keep an eye out for that interview later on this week. So on that note, let's start wrapping things up. Brian, where can the Clicksters find you online? Clicksters can find me at Brian Tronic and follow my show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and I'm Baby Huey. Follow me uh, on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey83 for everything else at In the Click. Like I said, in the click at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you get your audio at. Like us or subscribe to us, I should say, on YouTube. Watch the videos, leave a like, leave a comment, all that good stuff. We appreciate, of course, all the support. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.